0: another episode of walk with drew thank you guys for joining me be sure to like comment subscribe and all that good stuff today i have a, a special episode like i say every single episode but this time i'm sitting down with the content creator crystal crystal Vincent out of uh new york or well, out of charlotte residing in new york inspired by chris how you doing today
1: i'm doing bad how
0: are you? I'm, I'm good so- i ain't gonna <laughs> tell the whole government i know you like i go by inspired by chris drew my bad you know
1: but not no. I'm Crystal. I mean, to be honest, like people know me as Crystal. But I think once I moved, <clears throat> once I really like solidified, inspired by Chris, and then like moved to New York, like everyone who met me in New York called me Chris. So, uh, yeah.
0: okay, yeah, I, I I feel the same way. I'm like, don't call me about my full government. Don't call me Andrew. Please just call me okay. Drew. Like please, like no, like <laughs> don't do that. But yeah, so like I had said, she she's from Charlotte. That's one thing we have in common. We realize we kind of necessarily not say grew up around the same way but she knows my school i know her school um and yeah i've been following chris for some time now i want to say a little over a year and just saw like the content skills i'm like yo, i ain't never seen nobody craft an instagram story like the way she does i'm like yo how like it's not hard either because i figured out how you did the little the little the little line thing i figured out how you did that i figured out how you did that you kept that secret to yourself i figured out how you did that
1: oh, no 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 showed that before like and to be honest like sometimes the things I do people are like wow but honestly it just comes so naturally and so when I do it like I never think like oh this is a trick you know what I'm saying but like yeah I, I, everybody always asks me about the line of my stories
0: yeah, it. I figured it out. I was like, oh, she she enlarges a little. Oh, oh, I got it. I figured it out. I was like, oh, I got it. But yeah, so I saw, I saw the Instagram stories and I'm just like, yo, like, yo, this is dope. And then I seen all the different content creation, content Thing she was creating and i'm like yeah, okay i gotta get her on the show so she was gracious enough to to sit down with me so like i was saying a little a little earlier i was just saying how you were you're from charlotte and you you're living in currently living in new york could you kind of get into like how you made that transition and what led up to it
1: yeah so i'm gonna make it real i'm gonna try to make it brief. so I went to school for business, uh, business, uh, business with a minor consumer apparel. Once I graduated in 2013, I actually moved to Savannah, Georgia, where I worked for two years as um, at an off-price retailer. I'm pretty sure you know City Trends.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so, no, so I worked Savannah, there yeah. as a um, analyst for two years. Um, if you've ever been to Savannah, Savannah is gorgeous, but you yeah. can do everything in a weekend. So I was there for <laughs> two years, so I was over it. Like. Yeah. And um, we were, I was actually one of the first um, college like recruits into the company. So majority of everyone were like older, um, oh, wow. but they kept promising me things that they didn't follow through with. So at the end of that two years, which was my contract, um, I was like, yeah, I'm out. So then I actually moved back to Charlotte where I worked for Family Dollar. Um, okay. on supply chain team doing replenishment buying. And I was in, so I went from fashion to stationery and party cards at Family Dollar. And again, at City Trans, I was a token Black girl. At Family Dollar, I was the problem. And so oh. I was sitting at a desk, and I just was, like, over it, you know? Like, the, I've always been creative. Like, I found this notebook the other day. Like, I went to art school. I found this notebook the other day. It was kind of like a scrapbook that I used to keep growing up. And, like, mm-hmm. it, it's very artsy. And so when I look back at it back in 2003, like, I'm like, okay, I've always been like this, right? So it's like, you're sitting at a desk playing with numbers, but it's not for you. And I was just like, I have no kids. I have no major responsibilities. I need to make a plan and see, you know, try my luck in New York. Initially, I wanted to come to New York for fashion um, because while I was in Savannah, I started my blog Inspired by Chris. and where I would, you know, talk about, you know, fashion, beauty, and lifestyle, but then I would also have like, I would like creative direct different shoots that I would put together. And so for the longest, I thought, okay, cause I was doing the styling, I was doing the hair, I was finding the talent. I was like, okay, I'm meant to be a stylist. So that's what my initial goal was to come to New York and find my way within Essence Magazine to <laughs> work. At, you know, that's that was my dream. Um, and I got up here and for the first two years, I was able to intern and assist on different projects, um, from like, um, obviously fashion week, but then to like campaigns, um, editorials, uh, I did a lot of e-commerce and it was great, you know, but I just felt like something was missing. And so like, it was just in 2019, what I started to realize was, you know, I didn't come up here for fashion. Like while fashion got me here, that's Mm -hmm. not my, like, gift. My so gift you was- had a
0: job before you before you came up there or did you? Oh,
1: no, so I, oh, okay, so I guess let me track it on that. Actually, <laughs> so I stayed at um, Family Dollar for a year, and in that year um, I got rid of all my credit card debt. I ended up, I moved in, like, I had my own apartment, but what I was paying, there was no way that I was going to be able to save money and also get rid of my credit card debt. Mm. So I had to, like, it was hard. <laughs> I ended up moving in with these two white girls who had two cats. And I don't even like cats.
0: I don't like pets, period. That's just me.
1: Now, I love dogs, but I don't like cats. They're mm-hmm. very silly. And they just, ugh. I moved in with them and I stayed with them, but rent was only $400. So I went from paying 1600 to $400. Mm. So imagine how much I was able, I was able to get rid of all my credit card debt and I was able to stack my money. Cause I knew that I didn't wanna move to New York. Like I couldn't just move to New York and not have anything saved. So right. that's what I did. I saved that whole time and I actually have family. I have a cousin who's a professor at NYU and his wife is a lawyer here. And so what I did, they're very like by the book people. So I made this whole presentation and I like pitched myself to them. I was like, all right, <laughs> let me come. Instead <laughs> they have, a, they have a, my, my cousin. So I was like, if you let me come and stay with you for free for six months, I'll babysit cause you know, child care in new york is expensive so i was like mm-hmm. I, will it. I will you know help run errands i was doing all you know and they were like okay cool so they like they were like perfect so the date was june 6 that we had um solidified on and so from you, you know for that whole year i just saved all my money and then once june 6 came me and my mom we actually drove well i drove maybe an hour she drove the rest of the way to new york
0: yeah and that, that um, drive was like 10 hours Well
1: it is deadly it's deadly and i can't stay first of all i don't like driving but um and i get sleepy in the car so it wasn't mm. but um yeah and so then i pulled up in new york june 6 2017 and hit the ground running it seems like uh but yeah like i like i said i thought that i was coming up here to be in fashion like i thought that that was what i was meant to do because that's what i was doing mm. with my blog but really it was just the whole di- whole dynamic of telling stories that i was good at you know the the creative direction part and so Mm -hmm. in 2019 while i was able to get a long-term um freelance gig with brooks brothers and um if you know anyone who's in styling and doing freelance the e-commerce jobs are where the money is because that's a consistent check so i was i was able to snag brooks brothers but while i did that I decided to kind of put out there that I was helping I was creating content I had friends coming to me and friends of friends coming to me so I was like okay let me start making being intentional and letting people know yes I create content because eventually I no longer want to style. so um that's what I did all of 2019 I was like all right Put the work out what i said people all the time post the things you want to get hired for mm-hmm. and so you know like i just started putting it out there and people were coming and it was good um and at the end of 2019 like every millennial i was like all right god i want something more like i feel like this is cute and all but i want a legacy um mm-hmm. and that is really how clickbait came to be um but yeah, I think I might've jumped
0: ahead a lot, but I hope I Oh, uh, nah, nah, that was good. That, that was good. I was just listening because it's just like a lot of people, like one thing you had just said is like closed mouth don't get fed. You didn't say that, but that's what I interpreted that as. Close mouth don't get fed. A lot of times when like we're creating, we don't want to say, yo, like I'm doing this or whatever. And it's just like, by you doing that, that's where the business comes because people don't know. If people don't like, don't know what yeah, you do, how can you doing. get
1: hired? Right, exactly. Exactly. So that's why I tell clients all the time and friends, you know, like if that is something that you want to be known for, then you need to put that out there, put it in the atmosphere, show people what you can do in that space. And then that's when that work will start to come your way.
0: So how did you get started with like being a content strategist? I know that's kind of what you, not necessarily what you label yourself as, but that's the kind of what I've, what I've been seeing is like content strategist. So how long have you been, you said you've been doing art since like 2003 and creating content, so just when did the content journey like just start?
1: So really, I would say that it started in 2013 when I started my blog Inspired by Chris um initially it was just me creating content like when I was in North Carolina I had no or Savannah and then moved to North Carolina I was never I wasn't getting any brand partnerships or anything like that it was just me like basically creating a journal on an online space right Mm -hmm. um and I would have like photo shoots and things like that and so then once I moved to New York obviously you know they get your address that you start going to events you start getting on people's email lists and then you know you become that micro influencer and you get free products right and so I just I'm very like I love creating I've fallen in love with like stop motion and all those things and so like I would just find myself like trying to make cool things so that brands would repost it on their social um And, like, so I feel like really, like, I mean, since 2013, um, but really, like, taking it serious, 2019, I would have mm. to like, really taking it serious and actually, because I never wanted to be, I don't know, I I think I was so stuck on fashion that content creation, like, I was like, eh, yeah, that's cute and all, but no, I'm right. not, okay, that's what I am. Um, But, yeah, so I think 2019 was really when I was like, no, nah, you know what, this, I'm at, like, I, I started to see, like, okay, Crystal, you're actually really good at it, Let's, mm-hmm monetize this and
0: so yeah yeah, i think so i one thing about me i like i think about blogs and i'm like are blogs still effective to to, today or is it blogs like the new youtube or is it just the website or do we call a blog a website like
1: yeah so i think honestly there is a audience there is a space for everyone right or how can i say this there is an audience for every medium or platform that you use you just have Mm -hmm. to follow like there are people that still like to read you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like majority of the world loves a clip of something or a 15 second story just to be able to take it in in bites but um there's still a, a good bit I mean I have blogger friends that are still doing you know good it's just now you gotta juggle all of the platforms you know like if you just have a blog that's not really gonna do you justice Right, you know, like you have people like to see the person. They while they love to read, they like to also build that relationship in real life, right? So, or you know, on social media. So you're gonna have to have some other space, but. Yeah. When I was
0: coming up in in college, I wanted to do like print media so bad. This is like 2011, 2012, when like media, when like print media was just about to phase out. And like I wanted to be on double XL. I wanted to write in double XL and write in the source and just do all like hip hop journalism. And then like I started to phase out and I had a blog spot. I had a blog spot in college. Everybody knew me as like the music head. And I was doing blogging and stuff like that. But then I'm realizing I'm just like, At at that time, I want to say it was like 2013, 2014, when I was getting ready to graduate college, I'm just like, yo, like, there's not a space for, for like written words anymore. And that's kind of when I made the transition into like just doing video and realized I I like video a lot too. But yeah, so that's the reason why I asked that, because I'm just like, when you said blog, I'm like, blogs do work. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I know people have websites. I
1: pay for my Squarespace site, but I haven't Mm -hmm. put a blog post up in probably like two years. No, wow. Yeah, I know. That's sad. (laughs) but also i feel like eventually maybe i'll tap back into it i don't know but i want the domain name so i'm gonna just leave it
0: yeah true 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 (laughs) so you talked about your your you started clickbait creative can you kind of go into like the name the name is catchy first off and just talk about like the the meaning behind it and what all you do with clickbait creative
1: yeah so i'm gonna be fully transparent initially clickbait creative was a partnership um Mm, okay me and some another female and um our reasoning really was one we are part of the same sorority we're both women of alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated okay okay,
0: um,
1: <laughs> okay you know I have to do the head you know um
0: of course of course
1: but so that was where the click came part came, came oh, okay the content right when you think of online um clickbait like, those are the things that make you stop. Those are the things that gravitate your attention. So when it comes to creating, those are the type of con- pieces of content we like to create. Right. Um, so, uh, so I'm a fast forward. So it's no longer clickbait creative. It is clickbait. Okay. Um, and it is now solely owned by Crystal Jay Benson. Okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah. And our whole focus is really to help brands tell their story on social and in real life. Um, and we do that through clean, crisp, creative content, the three C's, um, with mm, this Okay. Well. So yeah, that
0: is who we are. So I'm kind of jumping ahead, but since you said it just now, we might as well talk about it. What is the difference between a brand creating, you know, stuff, content for online and then having a presence in real life? Cause you talked about how you do both. So yeah. can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, okay. When you think of online, obviously that is specifically the social space or, you know, um, that's where, where our, niches right the social space um Mm -hmm. so whether that is instagram twitter facebook whatever wherever your um target audience is we help to really like tell that brand story in that space now when it comes to in real life um for example if um eventually i know we would we are wanting to once outside opens and things like that really tap the activation space so help if you know, um, I'm I love activations. Being in New York, going to all the photo op moments, I feel like that is really that is what our generation and generations that are growing up after us that is what they truly love, right? And so I feel like being able to really gravitate towards your consumer in in their face by whether it is you know a pop up or you know you might have a you know informative um, photo we moment, but it's still helping to bring out the brand's identity, whatever that may be. So, um, that's, I guess like the, the, the difference, but also, you know, when it comes to the brands that we work with, we work with, um, outside of like product-based companies, we have worked with cafes, um, and, um, the thing about that is wanting to make sure that what the customer sees online you know that interject that energy that vibe um we want to make sure that it's synonymous in real life so that mm-hmm. you know they can feel it right so it's like okay the cafe that i started off creating content for um they were like they were known for having different like R&B playlist going throughout the day, right? So we want to make sure that one, we created a playlist that they could, we had a QR code that people could actually scan to, um, you know, list, download the playlist if they liked it. And so like right. doing things like that to kind of make sure that the brand's overall um, vision or their overall brand is just solidified across um, different platforms.
0: Yeah, I think that's very important because sometimes brand, brands can come off cold online and warm in person and it's very great to like try to establish fluidity like across the board because that's cuz and then too I think in the space of covid I think especially like online plays such a big role now and if you could kind of get into like the shift that you had to go through when covid hit Right yeah. like when COVID hit, like how are you feeling? And then just like, yo, know, like content-wise, right. like brands, partners, like what what was all happening?
1: So what's funny is that initially we actually had our launch party March 14th. Um, that was of the partnership, right? Click the Big Creative. We had that March 14th. I had just got back from South Africa. Um, we had the launch party on a Saturday. That Sunday. I mean, that Monday, everything was, that's when stuff shut down. And they're like, okay, mm-hmm. we gotta, you know, uh, we're gonna be inside for a week or two. And at first it was like, okay. But in all honesty, it was a blessing in disguise for us because so many people, unfortunately, they lost their jobs but at the same time, they found new passions. And a lot of times people, I mean, not a lot of times, but people realize that online, the social presence, like that is important when you're starting anything. And mm-hmm. so, didn't know how to do that and so they were coming to clickbait because it was like okay i have this product i want to sell but i don't really know how to create an aesthetic or i don't really know what my strategy should be or mm, i have this idea for content but i don't know if this makes sense and so to be honest like it was booming (laughs) like and oh wow okay no it was good you know like but what happened in the midst of you know just like um I guess, what do you want to say? Like role switching and things like that. Um, to be honest, things grew quickly, more uh, quicker than I expected. And I didn't have the plan in place. Like when people say like, okay, you start, you're starting a brand. Like it sounds cute. Like, oh, yep. I got the LLC. I got the bank account. We good. Right. No, like that's like the, that's like the, honestly, the relevant stuff. I mean, yes, you need the LLC. Yes, you need the bank account. But like, the understanding like the workflow, understanding. Mm -hmm. how you're going to, I mean, thankfully, a lot of the clients that we've gotten, everything so far has been word of mouth. This year, one of my goals is really to actually start pitching Clickbait. Um, we have a website coming. Our website is in, in the process of getting developed, and I love it so far. So once that gets um, to where I need it to be, um, then I I have the first client in mind. I'm not going to say who it is, but I definitely will. That's going to be the first person that I pitch. But so far, everything has been word of mouth. Um but like even through the word of mouth, it was just overwhelming. Um, And so I just had to kind of take a step back um, at the end of last year, really, and kind of refigure things, refigure how I wanted Clickbait to be, what I wanted Clickbait to be known for, because I was still operating, even though it was by myself, I was still operating with what we had started. So I had to Mm. take time apart and like truly understand like, okay, what is God's purpose for me with Clickbait? I think the biggest thing that I know that I like to tell clients is that, while yes, this is how I make a living. I don't do it for the money. I've realized that my gift is to create, like when it comes to, like you said, my stories, like the aesthetic that God has given me, like I, it just happens. And I know that when it comes to being able to sell products, being able to, you know, tell stories in a authentic, but still like eye-catching way. Like I, I, I won't, to be honest, I'm gonna say, I feel like I've mastered it, you know, and Mm -hmm. I, know that there are some people who don't have that ability and so I I feel like that is something that God has put me here to do because at the same time while I'm just creating assets for social I'm really helping someone birth their brand baby right right really get it out there and truly like because it's crazy like it's like it's been a, a a real rewarding experience because I get to talk to people figure out what their goals are and sometimes it's like I feel like we truly build a relationship because it's like okay, you told me this is what you want to do, so I'm going to hold you accountable, but I'm also going to be here to support you. And the, the biggest thing that I feel like sets clickbait apart from other agencies is that once you as a entrepreneur or brand invest with us, you have, mm-hmm. us, as a, you have us as a resource for life, right? Because I feel like once you believe in us enough to actually, because I mean, when I started off, yeah, I was doing stuff for like cheap. I'm not cheap. We talk about that. So yeah. once you you know really invest with us I feel like you're taking a chance on us right and the thing is you'll keep coming back um obviously now I'm not we don't create for free but when you have questions when it's like okay you know like this is the rollout that I'm thinking about what's your opinion or okay this is my new product that I have coming out I was thinking about doing this or do you have any ideas ideas like like huh you give them free game like that I mean, I say once you invest with us, okay. So once you, once you become a part of the click, okay. You in the click for life, baby. Okay. But, not, but also the thing is, is that like me sharing an idea is, is free to be completely honest, because while I'm not going to, I guess maybe I should make sure I use my words wisely. Like I'm not going to sit here and give you a, a whole strategy plan. Right? Right. right. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, if you have a question, I'm not the type where it's like, okay, you need to book a session if you have a question. You know okay. there are people that are like that, Yeah. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I feel like that's very transactional. So you really have a relationship, mm. in the um, but at the end of the day, once I give you this information, the thing is, you can have the idea, but you will never create it like me. You know, so it's like when you want that creation, bring it on back. I got the Come invoice.
0: Hollar at the kid. You know what yeah, I'm saying?
1: Right. Like, oh, that's what that's how. Whatever.
0: So one thing we were talking about, we were just talking about price, and you were saying, you know, I'm gonna send you that invoice. So how was it? In the beginning, trying to structure like, yo, know, how much am I gonna pay people? Are we gonna do thirty-five dollars here, fifty dollars here, hundred dollars here. Like, what was that that whole journey like?
1: Okay, so what I first started off doing because since I, even though I was creating for friends and things like that, I didn't go to school for this, so I didn't really feel comfortable just being like, okay, you want you have to pay me X, Y, and Z. Um, so the cafe that I actually started creating content for, I was like, all right, I'll do this for you for free so that i can use it as portfolio work um right. you know you give me some free food i'll do your social you know we barter like that um right. so i was able to just in doing that um not only play around with content and stuff like that but also just build my resume they got a lot they were able i mean they got featured not only in brooklyn 12 which is a the new one of the news channels here um they also got featured on Beyonce's black parade group Um, and I honestly feel like if you go back on that cafe's page and look at their social like before I started that they wouldn't have been featured on that page if that was the case you know because Mm -hmm. I feel like we all know it social like it Instagram specifically, like that's a powerful place, you know, and that's where a lot of people go first. When they hear of a brand, they go to Instagram to see what, what, what they're all about. Um, Mm -hmm. so definitely, but in doing that, I was able to gain more experience, obviously get more clients because people saw what I was doing on that page. And so then once I started to get people coming over, um, honestly, I started off very low at first and I didn't know because it was just like, okay, I didn't want to be crazy expensive and then right. people away but also it's like i didn't really know my worth to be honest and yeah, so, i was
0: gonna say yeah knowing your value is a journey
1: yeah it is it is because you have to build confidence in yourself to know right. and and truly stand behind that number because there was a lot of times where i'll be like when I would tell someone the price and then they would be like, mm. and I'd be like, okay, well, I can do it for this instead. Does that work for you? You know? Yeah. I found mm-hmm. myself something yeah. then what happened was that I started to get burnt out because I'm doing all these little projects. It's a lot of work, but right. for money. So I'm like running around trying to get everything done. And it was like, all right, what's most important? One, it's like, okay, as I begin to get, you know, not only as I, as my creativity and like the way that I was doing things as it started to expand, but also as the results started to come more and more, like then I had to understand that Crystal, people aren't coming to you because at the end of the day, the client that you want isn't going to second guess your prices. They're going to know what you're worth. They're going to already see the things that you've done and they're not going to think twice. And it's like, I had to get to the point where. I, you know, and it took time. I mean, I would have to say even in 2020 with like clickbait, there was times where, you know, like I still started off low. I had to talk to friends who were actually in the space who either worked for companies to be like, all right, Crystal, no, this is ridiculous. You need to increase your prices, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was just, you know, a little trial and error, but I think, I feel like I'm at a a decent spot now, Um, you know, but you know, hey, As the year progresses, you know, like I said, as we continue to get these client wins, I mean, Mm -hmm. the price is gonna continue to rise, but you know, I feel like I'm gonna be reasonable, you know. But at the same time, I will say for anyone who is asking like, um, be realistic. Right. Like don't just out here throwing out prices, but you can't. You don't have a portfolio that backs up what you're saying that you're worth. You don't have any proof. Um, so definitely be realistic. It's okay if you're starting off to take on a client for free so that you can actually do the work and be able to show that in your portfolio. Because specifically when it comes to um creative spaces, people are visual. So they need to see what you can do when it comes to strategy they need to see those numbers um it's not enough to say like oh yeah I helped them get these followers okay how what what did you do show me I want to see it um so definitely you know until you can get that you know but work on that and then at the end of the day you'll figure out like there, every agency is different you know people's prices are different mm-hmm. and sometimes people are very like hush hush on what they charge I don't know it's kind of weird like because I was yeah. trying to get like information from people that I that I might not have been like particularly close with but maybe knew of on social and sometimes people give you the runaround so it's like you know um if you do have anyone that's in the space that you have a relationship with definitely ask but you know use it as a trial and error give show people that you do trust that like I said maybe in this space show them what you're charging and ask for their feedback um and even ask clients that you work with like Say if you work for a friend, but, you know, they're a client and you actually charge them. Be like, okay, so do surveys. Ask people, do they feel like, you know, your prices are reasonable? Are they too high, you know? Because honestly, if people never question, like, if you know that you're charging too low, if like, and I won't even, it's kind of hard to say, but it's like, if everyone- can
0: overuse you.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then (laughs) if you start to feel like you're over, you're being overworked, It's because you're working for too low.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Because then think about it if you have two clients that are, you know, at 12,000, right? Two clients at 12,000 versus five clients at 12,000, you know, you're not going to, you'll feel that difference. So it's like you just have to get to that point. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I'm, I'm still learning because I'm like, I'm, I just started like doing like branding and photography and like different video content services, like I want to say like a year ago. So like in trying to figure out prices, it's like always a juggle because it's just like, okay, do I charge this person this much? Is it standard across the board, especially like, oh, this is the homie, but this person's not the homie. Like, how did you kind of juggle that? Like, okay, am I going to charge? I'm going to charge you 100 I'm gonna charge this person over here I don't know them I'm gonna run their pockets I'm you know what I'm saying like what yeah. was that like
1: well I will say like I was never the type to be like oh, run your pockets your because I felt like not like I know people work hard for their money you know and right. so I want to make sure that it makes sense like I want to make sure they're getting the best but also I'm getting what I'm worth um but yeah no it started off like I was doing stuff I was doing a lot of bartering <laughs> for people like you know okay you do this for me I'll create these for you right um and but yeah it was never like i appreciate the friends who did ask me to create for them it was never on a like Can you do this for nothing you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they uh, they value they saw my work ethic they saw the the journey that i've been through from styling to you know just in new york period and it's like they appreciated that hustle and that's one thing that I do say I value about the friends that I have in my life who I have created for like they don't take it for granted to try or they don't try to use me and I appreciate that um but yeah so I don't think I like in terms of friends like they were cool to pay with what you know whatever and if it wasn't like a barter thing that made sense because it's it cracks me up when people try to barter something that I don't need like no <laughs> I don't need like you know like I don't, let me try to think like one of those I remember one time um it was like it was it was something with hair but it was like I mean granted don't get me wrong I love to switch up my hair I love a little wig and stuff like that but it was like uh it was something that just didn't make sense I forgot it was something that didn't make sense I know it didn't make sense but I was like no sis, thank you but here are my rates. you know
0: Yeah. I remember I, it, when we were talking about like the, like paying the fee, like I, I, there's this meme going around on Instagram, like the $50 or is it like $50 to 500 and the other, the other side of it is like 5,000. The first part of it is like $500 and it's like, uh, well, I don't know if I should pay you this. And then the $5,000 client is like money sent. Thanks. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's
1: definitely Like it. when the people, when people, Cause, But the thing is, it's like, you also have to understand who your audience is, right? So if you are marketing to startup businesses or, you know, new entrepreneurs who, maybe they're college entrepreneurs, like, you got to understand if that's who you're marketing to, they don't have bands to drop on social. So you right. got to figure out who you're marketing to when it comes to whatever service that you have, and then go after it that way. Um, and be real, like I said, like, if you're like, I think, yeah. I don't even have to I feel like I'm gonna repeat myself yeah you just have to know who you're marketing to and understand like all right if you're if you're going for and also how you portray yourself right if you're not coming mm-hmm. across as professional and you know having your shit together and knowing what yeah. is that you know like having your process and never, and people are understanding so don't get me wrong but you still need to come correct like if, if as a business right um right. you can't expect to get paid top dollar and you're not responding to emails or you don't know how I send the email, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Ghetto. laughs> yeah,
0: hey, I wonder how many misworded emails you come across in your day.
1: <laughs> well, the ones um, that don't spell my name right, it's like, first of all, my name is in my it's 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 everywhere, like even if yeah. you say Chris, but then you want to call it's I get C H. Um see or it's just like
0: no. Yeah, nah, yeah. And that's the first thing too. When I send media requests, I look over that email like a hundred times. Okay, I said okay. <laughs> <laughs> I look at thing a hundred times. Like, let me show because especially too, sometimes too, you get caught, we get caught in a trap. So if you media requests, you're copying and pasting sometimes at <laughs> the same style, and you like, okay, make sure that name is out of there before you send that, because they will not do that interview if you yeah. So nah, I I definitely <laughs> understand that. So I was looking on your website and I saw like your portfolio and i seen some of the like clients you had joy badass as a client like mm-hmm. i seen just all the different clients like could you talk to me about your journey in securing clients and kind of give advice to people on right. how to secure clients
1: so all of that was like through the styling space and how that happened okay. the like truly like the fashion like my fashion journey was literally nothing but god like when i got here um i had a homegirl ryan Gale uh she's a stylist she's an amazing stylist and she has a sustainable clothing line called by kobe but she um when i first got here she's also a sorority sister and i told her i was like yo i'm here um if you know anyone who has any work let me know i'm down um and she plugged me and like literally like specifically especially here i guess specifically and especially sometimes Here in New York, um, right. you know, it's all about okay. Once they once they get you that connection and that opportunity, it's all how you present yourself that day, right? To where you coming back or to where? Because the thing is, these photographers, these stylists, these makeup artists, they're always on other sets. You know, so they're gonna always need somebody's gonna always need help. So if you do what you need to do while you're there, then you'll get pulled back to other things. So Ryan definitely plugged me when I first got here and I was able to hop on a lot of things. But that specific shoot with Joey Badass, that was the um Swiss Beats and Bally collaboration that he had, um, that mm-hmm. he did, and it was just so random. Um, cause like I actually, so Swissbeat's brother was the one who styled the shoot, and I assisted him. And so they had, like, I don't know if you know who Fatima is. She's yeah, I know who
0: Fatima is, I, yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was there, and at that time, I'm going to be completely honest, I didn't even know who she was that's how much i knew our she
0: come from the Wiz Khalifa days that's how yeah. i know her from the yeah. Wiz Khalifa vlog like,
1: it was wild and then like obviously swiss beats was there um yeah. the, the keys came a little bit later Joey badass it was I, I was in the room with diddy and french montana and it was just like i was just like yeah you know but i had to act like i had been here before you know i didn't want to yeah. like we were having conversations they were like okay so what do you think about this look and i was like but like yeah so that was a cool project and I, I did that for free it was just more so to be in the space you know what right. i mean to be able to say that you work and like honestly it was so crazy we were there till maybe like 4 a.m and like swiss came around to everyone and like thanked everyone for coming and you know he was like just so chill and down to earth and like it was um it was like a new surat that had came out not too long ago and did it was like so many bottles there and i definitely took one home and like had it as like a little like piece of art to and yeah. i yeah i think it's still at my cousin's house but yeah it was just like to know like a lot of opportunities that happened to me in new york was like that's how i knew it was nothing but god like how was i in the same room with them yeah and i had just got there that that happened in 2017 i moved in june of 2017 and that was in the year so it's like i didn't have no experience but yet and still i was in a room with like you know Mm -hmm. it was dope it was dope i will say but yeah so that really happened like just being plugged and really like you know like i said being in the space and you know doing the work to be able to be plugged again now when it comes to content creation how i secure clients again a lot of that is through word of mouth like what i try to do is show what i can do through my own social so okay. um, people see what I do on there and then they come and they're like, oh, so do you do this for brands? And then they see clickbait and then, you know, it starts through that way. So, yeah, a lot. All of the clients that I have right now have all been like a referral type thing. So oh, yeah. wow.
0: that's dope. That's really dope. So we were talking about social when you were talking about the, the cafe that you were working with. <laughs> Give me like the most important things that brands need to be doing on socials and give me some don'ts that jokers don't need to be doing on social.
1: Okay. So brands definitely, definitely need to do video content. I mean, Mm. we all see it from reels to how it is. Yeah. Everything like you need to be doing video because I mean, when you think of it, there is so much content on social these days people are busy so like you said earlier about the blogs right no one's taking the time to read all of these long form pieces of content unless Mm -hmm. that's like what they're looking for they're not looking for that unless you know unless they go to like a linkedin like that's a different audience, right? But when you're right. to like the Instagrams, the Facebooks, and Twitters, Facebook they can kind of they can take long form content, but specifically like Instagram, obviously Twitter, you want to keep it short and sweet, but make it impactful. So definitely video content, um, doing like engaging in stories. Just because you post on your feed, that's cool and all, but if you're not really utilizing your stories, you're missing out on an audience right there's days when you can get you know engagement through doing polls doing questions all those little things that get your audience to just react and it's like those are the things that help to build not only brand recognition that helps to build relationships that helps to kind of get you in front of that audience but actually they start to see you as not just a brand but like a lifestyle like they, they they start to fall in love with it um so definitely tapping into stories um what they shouldn't do um honestly be don't don't try and ride someone else's wave I feel like the biggest thing is to be authentic and you can read I mean I know I can read when something isn't authentic um but a lot of people can we all can you know like I feel like we've seen so much fake that like it's easy to be spotted. But I definitely think that, you know, just being authentic, um, what else should they stay away from? Um, I think a lot of times brands, they want to stay neutral when it comes to like things going on in the world. Right. (laughs) But I think that you have to have a stance because I I personally think, I mean, you don't have to beat it down people's heads either if that's not the lane that you're in, but you should take some type of stance. Um, And whether that is, you know, giving a proceeds of your money for Black History Month to a Black organization or, you know, doing, giving back to, you know, different um, or, you know, making sure just to have inclusivity on your socials. Like as a brand, um, it surprises me a lot of times when, you know, different brands reach out to me and it's nothing but, you know, white people on their pages. Then it's like, oh, I'm really gonna come give it's you a break performance. Because, yeah, because it's like, yeah, you need include. I mean, inclusivity that that is where we are. If you're still in that space of trying to be, you know, I won't say segregated, but if you're not in this, the world is diverse, and I feel like right. that is what brands should show if you want to be realistic. Um, but that's how yeah. I feel, though.
0: So, yeah. yeah, like one thing, like with this current climate that we're in now, being like a content creator, like I know this probably may may rub you the wrong way too, but I'm like, all this stuff seems fake. All yeah, this, awesome. all 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 this stuff that's going on seems fake. Like with the, like Black Lives Matter on the core. and y'all I got to do the presentation before the Super Bowl, and yeah. like, yeah, I'm like,
1: Jokers, wasn't doing there, this. Like, oh, it's
0: yeah. like two years ago. Like niggas wasn't doing this like two years ago, three years ago. I'm like, bro, like this is fake. Like, yeah. y'all, like literally five years from now, I really want to see if Black Lives Matter is still going to be on the basketball court. Like, I realize. I I
1: feel like it, yeah, no, it will. I feel like, and and I think it's up to the people, you know, your your, um, LeBron James and, you know, those different um, big players to make sure that it is, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like they're doing a good job. I feel like, you know, I mean, granted, I'm not a sports head to know all the things, but I definitely think that um I feel just like in
0: general, I, not even with sports, just like all you know, brands. Yeah, everywhere. yeah.
1: Just specifically like I think it's up to the people that have a voice that people are actually listening to to make sure that they use it um to ensure that these things like Black Lives Matter, um, it's not a fad, but it's like right. it becomes a lifestyle.
0: Right. Yeah. So just like someone's stuff is just sometimes just rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, bro, like y'all doing all this stuff. And,
1: and it it's just like, it just. Right. So that's why yeah. brands need to make sure to, because people can read that. Yeah. We can
0: read that. It's, like especially now because it's just like okay, like if you don't have something, don't make a post about it. It's just like where people are like, Where's your post? But I'm like, i right. much rather a brand not post and not give a crap than give a crap, like just so you don't lose my dollar. But that's where in court no, but then,
1: no, I, I need them to say something. They need to say something and they need to make me believe it, or they're not gonna get my dollar. Period. Right. That's it. I right. feel like no, I, I I feel like them not saying something is them basically saying that it's okay. Mm. And so if, if you don't know how to authentically say it, then you need to hire the content creators who can mm. get that and make sure that it truly, maybe you need to refigure some things about your company. If you feel like you can't find the words to adequately, you know, speak on a certain situation, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So what are some, some, how can I put this? For somebody who's starting up, like you have a creative agency, for somebody who's just starting out trying to build that creative agency, what are, what are some advice that you would give them?
1: Um, I guess the biggest thing is really figure out what it is that you want to do. Um, figure out what it is that you want to do and how you want to Hmm, no wait. Maybe I talk too quick. Let me see it. What do I what
0: would I do? <laughs> You can take your time. Yeah. So like I, I like I'm just trying to get into that mind of like somebody yeah. who's watching this who wants to start a creative agency or wants to start a wants to start a business. It's just like in your journey, what have you learned and like what's some advice that you would give them?
1: Okay. So I think the biggest thing is knowing what your why is. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when you know your why, um that truly motivates you even when things are hard. Uh, mm-hmm. And also the why helps you to remain true to who you are. Um, and I think for me anyway, the why literally is why I kind of, I kept going. Like, like I'm gonna be fully transparent. Um, after the whole situation with my ex business partner, which I'm kind of still dealing with, Lord. Um, mm-hmm. But then I had a crazy quarantine relationship. And to be completely honest, october and november were like some of the darkest months for me um creatively like the most creative girl like i'm the creative friend like out of my groups mm-hmm. of friends out of my group friends i'm the creative one right like i had no creative juices i looked at my agenda um the other day and like november like i'm the type i write down everything November, everything. i had nothing in my agenda like, so uh-huh. that I show you where my mind was at, right? And it's just like, to be honest, like, and at first I was just like, maybe this isn't for me. And I, like, I was just in a season, like, God was definitely taking me through some things to like, you know, shake me up, but really like build my faith mm-hmm. and my trust in him. And right. to be honest, like that period truly helped me to understand like my why, like I wasn't, like I said earlier, right? I feel like God has given me this ability to create, to be able to help other people. Right. So it's stopping is me st- is is stopping other people. Not saying they can't find someone else, right? But yeah, but, saying but God like I'm myself, yeah, I'm doing others a disservice by not actually continuing with what God has given me the ability to do. So that right. truly was like the reason why I kept going. Um, but yeah, so understanding what your why is and truly holding on to that. Um, Also knowing what it is that you want to do and not looking to the left and the right. Because I think sometimes we see what other people are doing and we're like, okay, yep, let me do websites too. Okay, let me do photography too. Okay, let me do business cards. And then you become overwhelmed because you try to do what everybody else is doing. But that's because to be honest, if you do your one thing well, everybody's going to come to you for that one thing and you won't need to do all the X, Y, and Z. So I think that once you figure out what it is that you want to do, um, then work in that. And it's okay to start with just that one thing. I know for mm-hmm. me, I started, I was I was beating myself up because I wanted everything to be perfect. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, like I was just going around like, oh, well, I don't have my website yet, so I can't really do this. Or I I want to have X, Y, and Z all together. And it's just like, no.
0: You don't need perfect conditions. To start where you it.
1: are. Yeah. Because honestly, if it, is, if it is for you, right? And if God mm-hmm. has this ordained for your life, What you have already is enough. You just have to believe in yourself. Right. I think that is the biggest thing. Like, that honestly trumps everything. Believing in yourself and believing that God has given you everything that you need. Then getting what it is that you want to do. And then making sure to understand your why. I think those are.
0: Yeah. Like, my thing, my struggle is now, I'm like, I want to do every damn thing. (laughs) Like, I want to do...
1: But you can't. I mean, you can. You but, can, but you yeah,
0: could only prioritize certain things, right?
1: You can't do. You can do everything, but you can't do everything well. Yeah. So I was like, why stress yourself out and overwork yourself when you don't have to?
0: Yeah. I think that's all good I'm still learning because it's just like, man, I'm like, I'm good at this, but it's just like, I know that I'm, I think, I think with me, I think I've just always had that, that desire to be like that, uh, what's that, uh, Swiss army knife? Okay. Like, I can do six different things, like, get yeah, like anything you need me for, I can, I can do it or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's that's cool at some point in time, like, you know, especially for like a creative agency, like you can you need to not only be able to take photos, can you do video, can you, you know, can you do this, can you do that? So I, I think that's good, but I think, yeah, just focusing on one, I think, and then letting it build out. Like I was looking at Quavo's random, Quavo's rapper, yeah, you know him, yeah, and yeah. he just started acting. Like, oh, I'm just yeah. like, that boy, I'm like, that boy just, he didn't like, he didn't like, I, when he came up, came it was just rapping, but rapping opened the door for acting. Same thing with Jay-Z, rapping opened the door for business, stuff like that. So it's just like, you do one thing well, that one thing can open up doors okay. for other things. So.
1: And then once you get known for that one thing, then you, you branch off. Cause I feel yeah. like that's like, honestly you see it in content creators, the people like the ones that are, you know, travel content, right? They might start mm-hmm. off with travel, take you all across the world, and then next thing you know, they've decided to settle down in the home. Now they're giving you lifestyle content. You've already became known as this traveler, but now you're bringing mm-hmm. it into your home, and you're showing me how you do day-to-day life. So I think yeah. anything, like, you want to start off and truly, like, master what it is that you want to be known for, and then go from there.
0: So I didn't get to ask you this earlier too. What What's your favorite out of like, out, out of photo, video, like a, what, graphic design? Like what's your favorite out of all I the different-
1: like video. Yeah, me too. I love video because you can do so much with it. Um, and I like, like video, not just with like, okay, and also video, I feel like I can tell more of a story because mm-hmm. um, you can do like i said you can do so much with it you can have it playing or you can have someone speaking over it or you can do a slow-mo you know you can mm-hmm. have music on it and just have it you know with nowhere like you could do so much with it so i love video um i mean and the graphic like graphic design is cool too i think for me though graphic design just takes me a little longer video and photo like i can get that like build that quick you know what i mean right. Like, with the graphic design, that kind of, because I like to, like, play around with it. Like, I'll start something, but I never finish it in the same day. Like, I'll start it, and I might look at it a day from now, because with, like, fresh eyes, and then I'm like, yeah, do this over here. Let me do this.
0: See, nah, I same day, like I literally was working on a carousel like earlier before we got on the call, and I'm like, I was gonna stop and just like after we talk, I was gonna go back to it, but I'm like, nah, I gotta finish this. <laughs> like I can't, I gotta, I got like I just can't, I gotta finish the project every single time. Like I can't yeah. just let it sit there. Yeah,
1: it can't be like that, but yeah, I try not to. That's the OCD person to me, like, oh no, we yeah. or the part, the time, the procrastinator when something is actually, yeah. it's like, oh, I have no choice, I gotta finish it now, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah so one thing i've seen on your instagram is your canva partner right so um could you talk about like pitching yourself to brands and like what's that like and like when should a content creator like do i need 10,000 followers? Do I need 5,000? Do I need 2,000? 1,000? Like, like, talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, so the Canva partner, that really came from actually, and honestly, people ask me all the time, you just need to apply. Like, it was nothing that was like some long strenuous process. If they feel like you're aligned with what it is that they have going on as Canva, like if you have a creative audience, if that's what you do, it's really seamless. Um, so that's one. But when it comes to pitching yourself to brands, I think One, you just have to make sure that you have what they're lacking and you can be able to speak to it, right? So like Mm. I said earlier, like those brands that lack diversity on their page, a lot of times when I'm pitching myself, I'll say like, hey, I love, you know, the clean and crisp content that you're creating, but I see that you're lacking a little diversity and I would love to bring my X, Y, and Z, you know what I mean? My audience is this makeup. And then I like to always provide a media kit um, it's basically okay. just like a, you know, like a resume for a content creator. So it says, you know, a little bit of background about who you are, brands you've worked with, what it is that you specialize in, um, your, your audience reach, things of that nature, your demographics and all of that. Um, but yeah, just sending it over with maybe like a, a simple high level idea that you may have for them. I'm not telling you to give them all the tea. Right. right, just share like, oh, okay. So I see that you know you have. I really love your brand. I love that you're a natural product, you know. And as women, we love you know working with brands, or you, we love using brands that are good for us. But I see that you're lacking diversity on your page. I have an audience of X, Y, and Z. You know, um, my my uh, my demographic makeup is X, Y, and Z, and I know that my audience would really really be inclined to tapping into your brand and learning more if I was to create content for it. You know, so you gotta sell it, mm. right? But making sure that you can back it up. So it's like, what are those ideas? Say if you see they don't have video content, let them know that video content is, is queen, okay? On social. Yeah. So, you know, like, and that's something that I specialize in. I would love to create X, Y, and Z to be able to help push your brand, yada, yada, yada. Um, so never look at it as like a, okay, what can you do for, it's more so like a bit like a, a kind of like a, a mutual thing tell telling them mm-hmm. what you can do for them in exchange for whatever your rate is or if you want to start off at, with just free product I think that if you don't have um if you don't have a, a huge following and you might not have a lot of brands underneath your belt it's okay to take product as in exchange okay. right you know like because you got to start somewhere right be accepting product 10 years from now Okay. Yeah, of
0: course not. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 you know because the thing is that these brands have it you know they have it and when I've, I've worked with or i have you know friends that work in these different spaces whether they work for the brand looking for influencers and brands are paying thousands for content so you yeah. can get there you just have to make sure that you're putting out quality so that that, that it aligns and that you know people and also keeping up like I feel like the, the the world of having like these perfect Instagrams, like it doesn't, that's not the case anymore, right? We want it to look aesthetically pleasing, but it also has to tell, it has to be of value. So you need to make sure that you're, you're doing that. Not saying you got to be teaching stuff. No, you don't have right. to be a course, course teacher. I mean, uh, you don't have to have a course. You don't have to be a coach, none of that, but make sure that it's quality content. Make sure that your photos aren't fuzzy make sure that you're paying attention to the backgrounds like you show that you care about Mm -hmm. the content you create then brands will see like okay she's doing this for herself or he's doing this for himself they can do this for us as well
0: yeah so when it comes to somebody like for me okay so i have 900 and some followers okay whatever so when it comes to, and I follow like maybe 1,500 people, but I need, I'm still trying to dial that down because I'm like, I know people say that, oh, you need to dial that down. You need to unfollow a bunch of people to make you look more even. But like, so for something like me, like, okay, 900 some followers, would, do you think, how would I be able to sell a, sell
1: a, sell a brand? Yeah. So I think that we don't have to work on getting the followers up. Just, right you know like i mean it, it's it's but also at the same time if you have a great idea so say what brand do you like what's the brand that you would like to work with
0: um we we'll just say nike for the sake of the video okay,
1: nike. so nike okay so um i'm trying to think and so maybe if you were you had this cool campaign idea um I mean, and you got to be realistic, right? I think sometimes it's like, because when you think of it, these brands, okay, some that I don't really know how they cap it because I'm not on that side, right? But obviously, you know, there's people that only work if you have so many amount of followers.
0: You know what I
1: mean? But it's like, at the same time, it's all about building the connection, building that, starting that communication. You never know, like the 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 marketing people for Nike they have socials right you can you never know how tapping into someone finding them on LinkedIn that's how I do my stalking okay LinkedIn is Uh, dope because you go to you find the company Nike right and you go to their people and you look up influencer partnerships or something like that somebody not Mm. that person is gonna have it as their job description and so then you you see them on there either you can hit them there or you find them on Instagram the thing is that a lot of times, it, you might not be able to connect with that person on LinkedIn, depending on what level they're at. Right. So then it's like, okay, if if they have an if it's a brand that is heavy on social, nine times out of ten, that person has an Instagram and they have a contact button. Yeah, or you can shoot them a DM. It's all how you. I mean, DMs can still come across as professional. It's all how you communicate in that DM. But right. So I um really, it's all about just shooting your shot, but also again, just um showing value. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so seeing wherever it is that they're lacking and being able to make up where they lack with your content, with your right. audience, with your voice, whatever that may be.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I think that's a very important, too, because I'm like, when it comes to Instagram, I follow mad people in the music industry. That's how I know for team. I'm like not that if you said that to regular people, people like who's fatima like yeah I, like a lot of people don't know that so I'm like I'm always following different people that work at labels and stuff like that so that was that's a really good point yeah um I recently just like got my like secured my first kind of like residency like this creative spot that I, I for like I work with um I shoot at a lot of times and she's building her creative space. I'm just like, oh, what if I shoot a commercial? What if I do this? I, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, you know, and I, 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 we bartered, and you know, what I'm saying, I've got like it's like a four hundred some dollar value, and I'm only paying seventy five dollars a month for the spot, so like we got, we kind of bartered, yeah. So, the, yeah, so definitely, I'm learning that. So I'm like, I think that's like where I'm at right now is like, okay, I mean I have the following, but I have the value, and I'm building the audience. More, I, more people knew me this year than they did last year. So as I continue to build the audience, then you know, I could get out of bartering for a lower price, and I could move on I
1: I think also understanding that like like and I I like when you say like okay so more people know me this year than they did last year so it's like being okay to understand that it is a journey like Mm. people think that like the people who got to honestly like the people back in the day who who maybe started YouTube and now they're like you know like the big youtubers right back then youtube i mean youtube is still a thing but like yeah. the action grew like the jackianas and all that stuff like those were mm-hmm. people who are on youtube when we weren't thinking about youtube
0: right. so it's
1: like obviously the growth is going to be a little different but understand that like it's a journey so right. unless you're going to go out here and buy bot followers it's going to take time but as long as you're consistent you're consistent with what you're producing you're consistent with your aesthetic you're consistent with the quality the people will come
0: right yeah that's one thing at in the beginning of i want to was it 2020 yeah at the beginning of 2020 and then covid hit at the beginning of 2020 i made the the plan i'm like okay i'm gonna post every single week and i posted maybe 40 weeks out of the 52 40 oh some weeks Straight yeah out of the fifty-two. Um but then COVID hit like in March. Like I was I had multiple shows. It was every single week and then COVID hit. I was like crap, the space shut down. And you had to move because I didn't do no, I didn't like doing virtual like interviews. Uh, so I didn't, the, I like
1: real in the in person. Yeah, you I'm in person type.
0: So it, I, I said I would never unless I could figure out how to make the background like I don't know if you've seen on my YouTube like I, there's a background that I put on these or whatever specifically for virtual because I'm like okay the whole black background on this ain't working for my aesthetic. I'm not going, to I can't do that. So until I figured out a way how to do it, then I figured out a way and then I started doing it. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So virtual is definitely something that I had to lean into. And then, mm-hmm. but yeah, so consistency is something that I'm definitely trying to do um, throughout the year. Uh, so last question before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, what are some of your goals? You talked about one goal earlier, but like, what are some of your goals with clickbait this year?
1: So we definitely want, we are expanding the team. Um, I find because like I said, I'm a perfectionist, but I'm learning. I've learned that in order for my business to grow, I can't do everything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So um, just being able to trust the people that I bring on to the team that obviously I'm bringing them on because I believe in their expertise. I believe in their right. ability, their quality. So really giving them what it is that they handle and just you know trusting them so definitely building the team um also we have some master classes coming up
0: yeah i was gonna say you need to teach i don't know if you wasn't doing that yeah i'm glad cool yeah
1: so yeah that and i was fighting that for the longest because i don't know like i don't know i was fighting on
0: demand is the wave on demand because I'm, I'm coming out with a course next month on demand is, on demand is the wave like make money while you sleep
1: like <laughs> get passive income because it's like once you record it
0: that's it let's do a live zoom every month or whatever but that's it.
1: it yo that's it and I see I've seen so many people my business coach she actually um does courses and she's ran multiple like she's the goat Isis Brianna on social um but her name is Isis she's amazing um but no courses are the thing um so definitely uh, doing some master classes we actually well i'm not gonna tell y'all too much we got yeah,
0: give me i need it we need a walk with you exclusive you know what i'm saying
1: well.
0: what's the title of the book what's the title of the class right well, okay,
1: now we you know title but okay aside ah, from master we also are um in q2 we have some products launching so that's coming soon stay tuned for that i'm so excited um but yeah, really just, um, I think also the biggest thing is just streamlining all of our processes and making sure that we have everything together. Like I am in no way rushing to grow. I'm not rushing mm. to, because to be honest, I can't work with 10 clients at one time effectively right now, you know? Mm. And that's so, and I'm okay with that um, because it's only one me. I have another content creator that is I'm a, that I work with on a contract basis, but I want to make sure that everything like not only do the people on my team know how things are in but like that that I'm confident in how things are in and just truly just i um, just making sure that clickbait like we create that our brand identity for social and people know like I feel like to a certain extent, the people who follow us, they know when they see something done by Clickbait. But I wanna make sure that like people truly know, like when you see that red dot, that red bullseye that is Target, I want you to know that when you see that that pointer, you know, or whatever little lime green, black and white content that is Clickbait. So um, really just working on that. Um, and honestly, just getting the brand out there. This is my second, in, well, no, Yeah, for this year, this is my second interview. Um, And I love it. I love it because, you know, like, one, it's a chance for me to tell my story. It's a chance for me to also tap into a new audience, meet someone amazing, um, but also work on my public speaking skills because I have a goal. Like I, as a person, Crystal Benson, would love to do a TED Talk one day. So I'm just, you know, but also I have the biggest fear of speaking in public.
0: <laughs> why you need to start that podcast like,
1: <laughs> so yeah i, I, yeah, I know but <laughs> even if it's five minutes a day even if I know it's you're deep. right but that's also a commitment
0: true yeah because you know so, so you know i want
1: to spread myself too thin drew you true,
0: know? True, but true, i definitely true, see that true. in
1: the horizons for sure so yeah that is pretty much it
0: well, I hope you guys enjoyed this whole conversation and learned a lot about content creation and business. I know I was taking mental notes. So I'm definitely re- rewatching this to take some more mental notes. Because you you just really just killed it. I thank you for uh, just like di- divulging, spending time with me, but uh, just divulging just some of your expertise and your information and your knowledge um, to my audience and to myself. So I definitely appreciate you for for coming on here.
1: I think, honestly, I can't say thank you enough, like, one, you're from the city, so it was no doubt uh. I would do it, you know what I mean? But also, like, I, I love seeing creatives create, you know, and when you have something that you're passionate about, that, that warms my heart, so to honestly keep doing what you're doing and, like, keep putting yourself out there because, to be honest, the people who put, them, put themselves out there and who don't give up, those are the ones that get the opportunities. Because the thing is, in your, in your journey of putting yourself out there, you learn more about yourself, you you brush up on your skills, and you really hone in on what it is that you want to be known for. So I can only imagine what how this is going to transform, what you're going to transform into. So definitely, um, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. One of my favorite quotes is um, whenever you stop working, the dream stops working. So I I often say that every single day, whenever you stop, the dream stops. So that's something to keep in mind. So this has been another episode of Walk With Drew. I thank you guys for joining me. Uh, Also, too, shout out your social because people need to follow you on your social before we get out of here.
1: Follow me on my personal page is underscore inspired by Chris. Um, And uh, my business page is clickbait.creative. I wish I could change it, but unfortunately the handle's not available. Mm. You know, that's another, that's another day, you know, but yeah. follow clickbait.creative for all of the content and any tips you may need. Um, but yeah.
0: So this has been another episode of Walk With You. Thank you guys for joining. Please be sure if this, if this interview helped you guys, bless you guys, please be sure to get it out to all your friends, like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Until next time, my name is moves on This is Inspired by Chris. Peace out.
1: Peace.